Hey guys, welcome back to Keeping It Simple. This is Luis Sanchez. I'm here with my co-host. Hey, I'm Scott Callantine. Welcome to the episode. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to Keeping It Simple. Today we have a special guest from Boise, Idaho, uh, brother Dusty, uh, who is going to share a little bit about what his context is like, where he's from, and what the Lord is doing in his neck of the woods. Dusty, tell the people a little bit about yourself, what you're doing, and um, what what the work is in Boise, Idaho. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on here. Uh, real privilege and stuff. And uh, just a little bit about myself. Uh, my name is Dusty. Uh, i got a wife. Five kids, um, so we got lots of spare time on our hands. You right. know, <laughs> we're never busy or anything, and so and I and I get to wear a couple of different hats. Uh, so I planted a church called Sojourn a little over a decade ago, um, and also am uh, one of the directors with the Syndicate, uh, which is uh, just a, a missionary, a local missionary sending agency and stuff. And so um, we just started that up a little little over a year, year and a half ago. Um, of, of just wanting to see missionaries made in this place that can reach out to their neighbors and spheres of influence and seeing the gospel go out. Um, and so, yeah, so I've been in Boise, moved here 2010, um, and then kind of soft launched uh, our our uh, church in, in 2011 around Easter. Uh, we, we needed a date uh, and stuff for that. And so, um, yeah, so that's kind of kind of how we, we got here, a little bit about myself. Um, and so, yeah. So where'd you move from? Um... Yeah. So, well, so I, a little bit of my, my background story is I'm a pastor's kid. And so grew up in the church and I've always had a love for the church. Um, grew up, uh, got saved when I was six, baptized when I was eight, called into ministry when I was just a young guy, 15. Uh, I was at a camp. Um, my dad was actually uh, the, the speaker at that camp and God just, just boom, dropped down in one of the sessions and said, Dusty, you're, you're, you're going to be like your dad. You're going to be a pastor. So I said, okay, God. Uh, so went to Bible college, did that route. And, um, and God was just forming some different things in my, my heart and life uh, for, for the church, for his bride. And, and I just love the church. I, I got to see all, a lot of the ugly parts of the church, mm, you know, being a kid. Um, but I just had a, a love for Jesus and his people and wanting to see people equipped and trained. Um, and so, so went to Bible college, then got doing ministry, uh, started working uh, with youth. Um, right there when I was in Bible college um, at a church, I was I was uh, at Canadian Bible College up in Canada. So I spent a couple of years up there, um, then moved down to Montana. And God was just like forming all these different thoughts and ideas of like, well, what does it look like to really follow Jesus? You know, and my dad was fortunately like an amazing pastor, uh, led hundreds, thousands uh, to the Lord and saw discipleship and, uh, you know, just take guys hunting and fishing and and just did that relational thing uh, just incredibly well. Uh, but also got to see some of those kind of, you know, I would say kind of weird parts of the church where it's like, we got these kind of strange systems and you, you read, you read the gospels of Jesus and you kind of look at the church and you're kind of scratching your head being like, wait a second, this, this kind of doesn't really look very much like uh, Jesus in a lot of ways. And so it kind of got me questioning. So I have kind of some natural bents of just questioning things of like, why, you know, why, why does it have to be this way? Why are we doing things like this? Uh, you know, especially when, when, when I looked at Jesus and, and especially the, the uh, church in Acts, I was just like, man, this, there's some things that don't really seem to be adding up here. And so I started exploring that a little bit. Um, 
uh, I went to a conference that talked about church planting and God just like sparked something in my heart and said, Dusty, you, you got to plant a church someday. And so I was like, okay, 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 what does that, what does that mean? What does that mean? I was working with youth and teens and loved it and all that kind of stuff. But, but God was like, Hey, no, there's something else for you that I want you to explore. And so, so that kind of, kind of led me up to this, um, this cohort I got to do um, on church planting is with a guy named Dr. Dwight Smith, uh, who leads uh, Saturation Church Planting International. Um, man, if you ever come across any of his stuff, uh, amazing stuff. And, um, and also uh, John Soper, uh, who's uh, used to be uh, uh, vice president of the Christian Mission Alliance. Uh, they were a couple of the lead guys in that. And they asked a couple of questions that wrecked me. Okay, and here's the questions that that wrecked me and changed my view on kind of everything. But but really, it, it was it was because I, I was already questioning things, trying to figure things out, and these questions wrecked me in a good way, and also provided me um, with some answers of of those inner longing questions that I had. Our first question was, um, what does God want? Right. What, what is it that he wants? Not, not what I want, not my dreams. I'll just tell you, like when I went to Bible college, I had this vision and dream of like, okay, I'm going to be this certain type of pastor. I'm going to lead this certain type of church. And, um, you know, it was just kind of like this, hey, I'm going to be big and important. You know, I was just a young guy and, and thought that was, that was kind of what you should what you should go for, right? And that's what you see promoted at conferences and events and all this kind of stuff. You need to be this important person on a stage uh, with the stage presence and clarity of, of communication skills and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, I, I guess that's what I should, that's what I should be. And, and God just started kind of leading me uh, rather than going big to, to going a bit small. Um, and so he asked that question, you know, what is that the God wants? And I was like, man, it's a good question. I never heard that question. It was always a question of how do you get your church to grow big? How do you, how do you do this? How do you do this? How do you have this big event? How do you do, um, you know, this grandiose thing. And it's like, what does, what does God want? You know, when he looks down on the earth and my city, the place that I live, what does he want? And that question really dynamically changed the way I think about these things. Because when you read scripture, what God wants is that every man, woman, and child need an opportunity to encounter the gospel through the lives of his people, right? The good news encountered through relationships. And, and, uh, and that's what he wants. And so, so then the next question that was equally as important, well, what, what might it look like if God got what he wanted? Right. So forming that, that kind of ecclesiology, well, what is, what does the people of God do then based on those responses, those questions? So so that got me really, really thinking, you know, some different thoughts and different questions and, and different paradigms of, of, well, what does that mean for the church? What does that mean for his leaders? What does that mean? Uh, for me, as as one who loves Jesus and wants to kind of do this this church thing, you know how how do I do it? And, and so so I've really spent the last really it's been the last fifteen years uh, in a way you know relearning a lot of things about you know just some sim- simple things that Jesus did and the early church did, and like hey how about how about we do that? How about we do some of those kind of things? And so that's you know that's just kind of a little bit of of that that background on calling and, and what I've been wrestling with, uh, which led to us kind of, you know, planting sojourn and, and, uh, start some other organizations. Mm, man, Dusty, thanks so much. Those questions 
what does God want? And then what would it look like if God got what he wanted? I think those are some good questions to wrestle with and to chew on. And for the audience, maybe you need to pause and write those questions down and, and come back to this. Um, you mentioned sojourn, and then you also mentioned this other thing called the syndicate. Could you explain what those are exactly, differences, relationship, what, what, is, what do those mean? What does that look like for you? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, so, uh, so, so when I first moved into Boise, and God just put, put this vision, um, and this connects a lot with, with microchurch and, and stuff, and there, there was really no language back then for it. So there was, there was a number of guys, um, you know, guys like uh, Jeff Vanderstelt, um, guys like Mike Bream. Shout out, Jeff. Shout out to Jeff. Um, you know, so I was just kind of, I was, I had some of these thoughts in my mind, right? Of like, hey, I think, I think discipleship looks a certain way, right? And it's, it's this relational thing and we learn and it's, it's, it's something that everyone needs to learn how to do. And so, so we kind of came up with this, like, what does the, the identity of, of a follower of Jesus look like? And so we came, came up with a few things um, that, that a follower of Jesus should look like, like uh, kind of going with the line of the priesthood of all believers. Okay, a, a disciple of Jesus should look like a friend of Jesus. Okay, someone who's intimate with him, connect with him relationally. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, a discipleship should look a disciple should look like a servant, right? Jesus said, "I I came not to be served, but to to serve and give my life." Right, a, a follower of Jesus should look like a saint. Right, that's what we're called. Like in the New Testament, we're called, "Hey, you you guys are these saints." Most people don't feel like saints, but it just means, "Hey, we are we're holy ones. We're set apart." In all of our lives, everything we do revolves around Jesus. Okay, a disciple should look like a steward, right? We have all this stuff that God's given us. How do we use that for for the kingdom, for His impact? Okay, and then this this kind of last one we had is is a follower Jesus should look like a missionary. We're sent ones. We're supposed to go out into the world, right? Matthew twenty eight, go in all the world, make disciples. We're we're called to go, and so so we had some of these ideas, and so so we said, hey, let's let's kind of look at this and and look at Everything we do being about becoming those type of people, and which is what discipleship is, right? It's, it's becoming like Jesus. It's, uh, it's reorienting all of our lives around the person and mission of Jesus. And that's what a follower of Jesus is. That, that's, that's our definition of a disciple. And so we said, well, well, how about instead of just doing church, what if we, we have a, a variety, and you look at the life of Jesus, a variety of relational um, environments in which that can happen, right? Sometimes he's working with, with the crowd. Uh, sometimes he's just with Peter, James, and John, the three. Sometimes he's with the 12, kind of as this leadership team. And then we also get this sense that he's with, you know, this group of 70, uh, you know, that he sends out, you know, so there's these like different ways that Jesus interacted with people. And so we said, hey, let's model these, right? And, and there's there's a few guys talking about it. Um, I mentioned Jeff and Mike Green, uh, Hugh Halter, a few of those other guys. But there wasn't really any great like, hey, here's how you do a church that way. So I just dabbled with stuff. And so we planted Sojourn and we said, hey, we're just going to try dabbling stuff. Um, and, and I kind of have a prophetic bent. Uh, and we'll talk more about that in the next one where it's like, hey, I'm going to try living in this ideal. And, and I don't even know if it's going to work. But I suckered four or five families into coming with me. And <laughs> I was in Nampa, which is just uh, just outside of Boise, uh, and said, hey, let's move in there. And let's, let's live as this community of Jesus followers and try to invite some other people into it. And so we you know, developed some of these rhythms of life uh, for that. Um, 
And, and that's that's how we kind of started Sojourn, you know. And and now we have uh, we have four micro churches uh, kind of spread throughout uh, the area here and stuff, and um, and just kind of living life as as disciple making missionaries is the goal, you know. And there's been a number of people that have like kind of been part of us and are like, I don't think I I like or get what you're trying to do. I, I kind of like what what used to happen. It's like, oh, that's cool, that's great, you know, because God's called us to say. Hey, let's let's give maybe a different vision for what the church potentially could be, and, and I really believe this is some of the future of what God is doing. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know if we're on the front end of that, um, but really wanted to to try to explore and give people a different idea of like, oh, you don't you don't need to do that thing. You don't need this big production. Mm-hmm. It, it can be simple. It can be reproducible. Um, you know, that kind of thing. And so then then a couple of years ago, um, uh, so I've been like trudging along kind of the only guy, I mean, there was a couple of house churches spurting up here and there, but, but no one really looking at like, Hey, how do we, how do we multiply missionaries that will, that will have churches that emerge out of that, that will multiply in different spaces. So I was doing that for a number of years. And I was like the only guy that I knew of that, that was doing that. I mean, there was maybe a couple house churches here and there type of thing, but it wasn't really, they were using more one-offs and just like, Hey, we're just going to do this. And I wanted I wanted to see like ours is hey we want to see every man and a child we want to see every person with the gospel that's our goal so we got to multiply we got to saturate this place with the good news of Jesus um, and started we literally moved to to one neighborhood and said hey let's do this and you know eventually we've kind of branched out um, and stuff and then uh, about how oh, three or four years ago I started to run into a few other guys a few other gals uh, people who were doing the same a similar thing. They're like, Hey, we, we want to see disciples made through, not through um, a really planting of churches, but more of planting the gospel inside of people that can share the good news, kind of these missionary type people. And we want to spread this out. And so, so we, so really the syndicate just started with a bunch of conversations and we're not like this great fancy organization. We're trying to, you know, to, to get some stuff together. Uh, but the syndicate's functioning of, of this like missionary setting agency that's helping uh, hopefully come alongside micro churches and, and networks like that in, in the, the treasure Valley. That's the, the Metro of Boise kind of what it's called. Uh, you know, so we're coming alongside and saying, Hey, how do we uh, equip and train and come alongside of these micro churches and leaders to help be a catalyst to throw some fuel on the fire. And so the syndicate was birthed with that idea of is we have about four or five different uh, networks of micro churches. So Sojourn's one of them. We have a couple others that make up uh, the syndicate. And so we're working together to say, hey, how do we, you know, can we can we do some training? Can we get together and and pray? Can we get together and, and do these different things so that the gospel goes out? So our, our real hope for the syndicate is see is to see uh, a missionary on every street, a micro church in every every neighborhood, and the gospel to every home. Uh, is that end result, the gospel of every home. And so we're, we're really hoping as the syndicate that we can come together um, and see about uh, 800 microchurches emerge, uh, you know, over the next 10, 20 years. Um, and and, we're, and that, would, that would be roughly about a microchurch per thousand people. Um, it was really cool. We actually just met um, a few days ago, the, uh, us, uh, the syndicate leaders and stuff. And, and we just kind of went on a whiteboard and like, hey, what do, what do we got? So right now we got about 20 microchurches connected uh, with the syndicate in some form or another, uh, some of them don't even really know they are connected, but but through the leaders and stuff, they're they're connected. And so so we want to see this. We, we want to hopefully train up about sixteen hundred missionaries, um, you know, that will just kind of flood every nook and cranny 
uh, with being able to say, Hey, I, I I'm going to, I'm going to pray for these people. I'm going to live life with these people and hopefully share the good news of Jesus um, with, with him as well. And so that's, that's kind of, so, uh, so how we have it kit is kind of this umbrella and then our collectives. So like sojourn would be a collective uh, would be a part of the syndicate and, and we have some others as well. So that's kind of the, the differences in how that talk, talk, talk to us about, man, some of the, yeah, you know, highs of, um, uh, of, you know, some of the cool things you've seen God do among you guys, um, you know, some of the transformation and things that you've seen God do. Talk, talk to us about that. Yeah. You know, so it's, there's been a, been, been a lot of highs, been a lot of challenges, you know, cause your, your average person, they have this, this view and understanding about what they think church is. Okay. And, and it's almost always uh, the traditional North American view that it's, it's a, it's a building, you know, it's a place you go to an event you attend. And I would say some of the highlights is some of those light bulb moments when people realize like, wait a second, wait a second. Church is not a building or a place or an event. I am the church, right? That, that would be for me that the highlight is, is getting, helping people get to that spot where all of a sudden they realize, well, no, wait, the, the gospel goes wherever my feet carry it, right? The church is mobile and goes wherever wherever they, they go and stuff. And so, so just see, seeing some of those people starting to, to get it and catch hold of it. But it's honestly, a lot of times, it, a lot of my work is, is uh, kind of helping uh, uh, reformat people's thinking about that and stuff. But that, to me, that would be the highlights when, when, when people start getting that, well, he said, no, I am the church and, and I don't need, I don't need to have this label. I don't need to be a, a pastor. You know what we think of a pa- I don't need to be a paid staff person. I can just love my neighbors. I can share the gospel. I can reach out. I can do all, th- all these things. And and for me, I, I'm hopefully giving permission to a bunch of people just like, yes, go. Yes, do that. Um, you know, and so we've been able to uh, serve, you know, tons of things. We, we, we've adopted schools. Um, for example, the school in my neighborhood, um, there's some gals who make literally like they probably made tens of thousands of cookies. Like I'm not even joking for the last like eight years. We adopted them, like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to make cookies for teachers every Friday. So we call it sweet Friday and thousands and thousands and thousands of cookies. Uh, everyone, my wife just brought some off to the school this morning. Um, I, I don't make the cookies, which is probably good for everyone. Um, <laughs> so, but, but I got, we got some ladies to do it. Right. So, so people engaging in, and what they're called to serve and, um, and, and just even seeing themselves as, as disciple makers, you know, and that's, that, that, that's, ta- it's taken me longer than I thought it would to see some of these things, because we have so many things mm-hmm. ingrained in our minds uh, about what church and following Jesus should look like. Um, and, and a lot of those things are, need just need to be reformatted. And that's what the Bible talks so about. So it sounds like Boise's context is, um, I'm sure there's some, some, things that make it unique, but a lot of Boise's probably sounds like a lot of what we see too, is like a lot of people like that think that the church has to look a certain way, um, you know, think that, you know, it's more event focused rather than just like identity focused. Um, and you're also trying to find ways that are, um, you know, contextual to you, like, and, and practical, right? Like how do we minister and meet the needs of the people um, in practical ways. And so that, that's definitely some, some of the same things that we've wrestled with and try to figure out, you know, like what kind of things and where can we bridge some gaps and where can, you know, we can practically show the love of Jesus somewhere. So it sounds like those are, you know, challenges and highs at the same time. And then 
like you said, helping people to discover their identity as believers, as a church, as the sent ones. Um, as I love what you said. Cor- correct me. You said the gospel goes wherever their feet go, right, or something, something like that. Like that. That it, was it's actually the genius. The genius of the New Testament style. You used to have to go to the temple, and now Jesus puts His Spirit inside of us and makes us this mobile temple. And so the church is wherever your feet are. So I, I actually had uh, a, a couple in our church. They bought me, bought me a, a, a shirt, a T-shirt. I, sh- I should have worn it this morning. Uh, it just simply says the church has left the building. And, and, and it was like, oh, they, they caught that, right? That the church has left, you know, there's, there's no, it's not about a building. It's about where our feet go, you know, and contextually mm-hmm. Boise, Boise is a really challenging place. I think a lot of like the Pacific Northwest. So people move to Boise because we got mountains right here. Um, you know, it's a really great city We're we're, we're big enough to have, have cool stuff, but small enough where we're not this like big, big giant Metro. We're one of the fastest growing cities in the United States. I think two years ago, we were the fastest people are moving here like crazy. Um, and, and so, but people are moving here with all of those things in mind of like, here's what I can get out of a, a great place to live. Um, and our challenge is like, Hey, God is bringing people here. We need to get them the gospel. That's, that's our role. And so, um, but a lot of people come, I think, I think we have, as of a couple of years ago, we were the number, the 24th, um, kind of least reached city in, in the U S uh, a couple of years before that, we weren't even on the map yet. Um, but we've just been growing, uh, just like crazy. Um, and so there's a lot of opportunity, a lot of need for, for church planners. Um, and, um, a lot, I think a lot of, a lot of need for this relational type of discipleship that we're having because, because people move here. Uh, I don't say for se- completely selfish reasons, but very individualistic, you know, like, Hey, oh, we got this recreation. We got this great stuff. We got mountains and rivers and hunting and fishing and uh, you know, downtown Boise and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, so, so it is a challenging place. I, I think, I think for bringing the gospel. And I think that's what we need more and more. I think um, this idea of, of, of Christians seeing themselves as missionaries being sent once into those spaces, because, uh, we have a lot of nuns here uh, of, of non-religious ident- identifiers, um, like like a huge percent. Um, and also there's a kind of an LDS background as well. Um, and so there's there's kind of those two contrasts where there's kind of like this really deep re- religious section uh, and also some that are just like not religious at all. And so contextually, it's, there, there's a lot of challenges here. Like you see, I think, in a lot of the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, it sounds like there is similarity between Boise and the greater Seattle area, especially like just the Northwest in general with mountains and beauty and people coming up here for the weather and such, but then also the nuns and the closed offness and like the individual, "Eh, it's my thing. I'll keep it to myself or, you know, that kind of thing. As you're in Boise, fellow Pacific Northwesterner, when it comes to the, the micro church world, uh, or deci- or the disciple making movement. What do you foresee happening? What are, what are some goals that you have for Boise and for the Northwest in general? How do you think we overcome some of the obstacles that we are facing? Yeah, well, one of the things I think is really important is to you know, and I mentioned this earlier a little bit is is we need to have some um, organizations, kind of like like what you guys are doing, what we're doing, that that paints a different picture for what following Jesus can look like. And, and we're not, we're not getting rid of any of the core theological beliefs. 
right? So some people are like, oh, you know, we're worried about uh, liberal, progressive something or or this or that. You know, we're coming in very, actually pretty conservatively theologically. Like Jesus is the only way, you know, very traditional stuff. We're just saying, hey, we need some thinking of, of how can we live this out and flesh this out, I think a little bit more authentically of how Jesus laid it out. Um, because we've gotten so bogged down into religiousness and cultural Christianity that I think sometimes people see that and don't actually get to encounter the living Jesus who came and died uh, and rose again and offers us new life. And so, so I, I think having, you know, as far as goals, like, like we want it to be kind of prophetically like, Hey, here's, here's a different way to think about it. You know, so we're in, in, engaging um, and I work for another organization uh, that there's kind of more a ministerial broad gospel saturation movement. Um, and, and hopefully we're, we're going to be used as a catalyst to say, Hey, there's some people in your churches who, who need to be engaged more missionally, right? Where, where being an usher um, on a Sunday morning uh, doesn't do enough for them, right? There's like, there's, I think there's this growing uh, people who are um, uh, missionally discontent kind of that holy discontent of like, I think there's more to following Jesus than being an usher on Sunday morning. And there's nothing wrong with being an usher on a Sunday morning. I don't want to bash that. So, you know, anything like that, but, but maybe there's more to what God is calling in me. And, and I think God is sparking those things. His Holy spirit is sparking those. And I think that's where, where I think even like, like myself and you guys and a number of other people, God's been sparking that in us. And we're like, Hey, we need to, we need to mobilize the church for this. We need to engage that, you know, so that's where, you know, as, as the syndicate, we're like, Hey, we, we want to see 800 micro churches emerge. And we think that's going to take training 1600 people, right? And so far in a year and a half, we've, I think we've trained about 40, right? So we've got a long ways to go. We got about 20 micro churches loosely connected with us, you know, so we got about 780 more, uh, you know, and that's, that's not even accounting for the growth that's happening where we're having, you know, 30, 40,000 people move here every year. Um, you know, and so, so we're, that number is just going to keep going up, but that's, that's some of our goals, what we want to see. Um, and then hopefully, you know, being a catalyst a little bit for some of your traditional prevailing model churches, you know, cause this isn't just a migrant church thing. This is, this is a discipleship problem, really. Like the church has a major discipleship problem where we need to say, how do people live out their faith and calling through Jesus and connect with those around them and, and make disciples like Jesus told us to, right? He, like, Jesus, there's no commandment to build a church. Actually, Jesus said, I will build my church, right? right. Like our, we're, we're not, right. we're not even called to build churches. We're called to make disciples. And so, uh, but the amazing thing is, is if you, if you make disciples, you'll always get the church. If you build a church, you may or may not get disciples. Yeah. And, and that's a, a, a very important distinction. And so we're, we're trying to be a catalyst of disciple makers. Hopefully, you know, that will, will have influence in, in prevailing model churches and traditional churches as well to where we can do some training with them. That's why we, that's why we want the syndicate as kind of like a outside of a, of a individual church thing so that we can help train and, and, um, and come alongside of, of these other, you know, cause some churches have no structure for that. They're like, well, we got Sunday school and youth group. Uh, we don't really have a structure for um, helping someone find their sphere of influence and pray for them and fast for them and live missionally among them. Uh, you know, like there's no context for that. So we're hopefully going to, going to kind of provide that. Uh, for the Treasure Valley. Awesome, man. 
been good getting to hear your story. It's been good kind of getting to hear what Jesus is doing up in the Treasure Valley. Man, um, would love to just um, learn and and for our people to learn, our listeners to learn how they can stay connected with you guys in your work. Uh, so what's a good way for them to stay connected and to continue to learn more about uh, what Jesus is doing in and through you guys up there? Yeah, I mean, probably probably the best way, you know, for like the syndicate, that's probably one of the one of the best ways to connect with. We have a Facebook page. Uh, so if you looked up uh, the syndicate Boise, you should be able to type that in and find us there. I think we might have even just started an Instagram uh, page as well. Uh, we have a we have a website, uh, the syndicateboise.org that you can go on as well. Um, you know, and that we have some trainings, you know, we do, you know, some partnership stuff with uh, Casey Underground and, you know, a number of the other groups that are kicking out there. Um, my, uh, the church I lead is called Sojourn Alliance. And so if, if you just type in sojournalliance.com, uh, we also have a Facebook page. And so those, those would be a couple spaces that I've, um, I mean, I have a Facebook profile too. Dusty, Dusty Benner is my name. Uh, you know, if you want to contact me there or, or even send me an email, um, yeah. at gmail.com, you know, th- those kind of places. Um, I, I'm not super tech savvy. I'm, I'm too old. I think I, I mean, I'm 42. So Literally I'm just not super old. I'm not. Where I'm not, I'm not quite cool enough. You know, I don't wear skinny jeans. Um, you okay. know, I, sorry guys, but I'm just not that cool. It's okay. The, Scott is all about the skinny jeans. What are you talking about? I'm wearing sweats <laughs> right now, man. Come on. <laughs> man, Dusty, thanks so much for joining us. Are there any last words that you would have for our, our audience today? Yeah, you know, I, I would just go back to some of those questions to wrestle with. W- what is it that God wants? Not what do you want? What does he want? And what might it, might it look like if God gives what he wants in your life? So good. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Keeping It Simple. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Keeping It Simple, where we talk about life and mission in ways that are easy to understand. Stay tuned as we release episodes each Wednesday. We'd appreciate it if you would like, review, share, and subscribe our podcast. Thank you for listening. 